Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I pray your soul is doing well. How is your soul today, by the way? Let's check in for a moment. If you haven't already, how is your soul doing? Are you good? Are you relaxed? Are you at rest? Are you at peace? Are you anxious? Are you weary? Does something rub you the wrong way? Are you worried about something? Are you stressed? Are you overwhelmed? Whatever it is, God's word says that we can come to him and he will give us rest for our souls. Yes, our body needs to lay down and go to sleep and get rest as well so that we can function and go about our day and do all the things that God has called us to do physically. But we also need rest for our souls to do all the things that God has called us to do um, spiritually and physically. Rest for our souls is so important and so needed. Rest is our complete reliance on God in our souls, in the place of how we think, in the way that we feel, and in the place of how we choose. So if that place is not at rest, if that place is not at complete reliance, complete dependence on his word, then how can we move forward? And the things that he wants us to do if we're only relying on ourselves or we're temporarily relying on him and then sometimes going back to the way we do things, going back to the same feelings and the things that make us comfortable. God has a better life for us than the lives that we can give ourselves. So it's so important that you check in with your soul. Be honest with how you feel, how you're thinking, where you're at. So when I ask you, how is your soul doing? is for you to have an honest evaluation of how is my soul doing? I just checked in with myself before I got on here. I needed that time because today, honestly, I've been feeling all kinds of things and I had to get it out on paper. I had to write it out to God. This is what's going on. This is how I feel. And it's so good to catch it when you you notice it, when you feel it, because sometimes we can allow the busyness of life to keep us just going and going. And then it just covers up all the different feelings that we have. And then one day we're burst, we're in ang- we're angry. We're crying for no reason. We're lashing out. We feel tired. We feel drained. And it's like, well, what's going on with me? I don't even know. Well, that thing that happened last week that you didn't check, that feeling, that thought, that emotion that came up and you kind of stuffed down by just let me take care of the kids. Let me go shopping. Mm, Let me get something to eat. Let me binge watch this show or let me keep working. Whatever you did to cover it up now, 
is is hidden from you and all you see is the reaction the response from what's not at rest in your soul so let's get in the habit the practice of being honest with ourselves bringing it to god uh, because god wants us to have peace something that he has given us he wants us to live in peace he wants us to live with with an abundant life. It doesn't mean that we won't ever have things to happen to cause us to be scared or afraid or whatever, but at least we know the protocol. We can say, uh-uh, this is not rest. I know who to bring this to. I know who to hear from, who to listen to, to give me wisdom and instruction in this area, who can give me peace in my soul, who can heal my wounded soul. Some things are... um it may not be stress. It could be, you're just hurting. You're hurting. And if that's you today, we are, um, we want to give you refreshing for that soul. This month in March, we're talking about, um, the things your wounded soul needs, healing that wounded soul. And in the first week we talked about how your wounded soul needs time. It needs time. It needs time to feel what you feel and to heal. Again, we have to be honest with the feeling. Sometimes we don't want to feel it because it hurts. We don't want to think about what happened. We don't want to be honest with it. We want to act like we're okay because we're ready to move on. But then you're also not allowing yourself to express or to feel something that God gave us naturally. And those are emotions. Those emotions tell us that there's something going on in us that's not at rest. And there's something else that's off. The emotions aren't what's bad. It's the what we do with them. And so my prayer is for you to be healthy and for you to give yourself the time you need to feel what you feel and to heal. Um, the next week, week two, we talked about how your soul needs oxygen. Your soul, it needs to breathe. That wounded soul needs to breathe. As much as you want to cover it up, hide it, put a bandage on it, move on to the next thing, go ahead and get this healing process over. You, you got to let it breathe. You got you to gotta show it. You got to show it to God. You got to say it hurts here. Um, and, and I need to let this thing breathe. I need to, again, give it some time um, to air out, to process out. Like this is, this is what it is right now. And if you study in the natural, our actual physical wounds need oxygen as well. To heal, it's not supposed to stay um, covered um, all the time. You actually need oxygen. And in the spiritual, we need oxygen. There's no way that we can heal from something that we won't reveal to God. It has to be open. We have to open our heart to allow God to speak into our lives, to allow him to heal us, heal us and heal us with what his ointment, his words. So that's what we're going to talk about today is that our wounded souls need ointment. What is this ointment? This ointment is Jesus Christ. He is the balm, B-A-L-M, for our soul. When I thought about this word, I immediately went back to this old song called Richard Smallwood. You have to let me know if you remember this song. If you ever heard of it, listen to it. Um, if you're watching on YouTube right now, just put it in the comments that you remember. Richard Smallwood, um, I think it's called Healing or Healing for Your Soul. Um, but, um, it talks about a bomb, um, for your soul. And, um, it brought me back to a scripture in Jeremiah where, um, well, first let me go back. 
to what a bomb is, B-A-L-M. And the definition is that it's something that makes you feel better, comfort, support, relief. Um, A bomb is a sweet smelling oil that is obtained from some tropical trees and used to make creams that heal wounds or reduce pain. So bomb, I mean, that is so much more natural than just taking some medicine so the pain can go away. But the bomb is, is made to actually heal and reduce the pain. Sometimes we just want the pain to go away, but our wounds need to be healed too. We can, we can put anything on or give ourselves anything to make something feel better, but then it's temporary. So that's why I say, but Jesus is the bomb for our souls. Not only does he reduce the pain, but he heals the wound. He heals the place where you are hurt. He heals the place in you where you're sick, um, where your mind has been altered because of whatever would, would happen to you. He is the healing that our soul needs. And so in scripture, it talks about um, the bomb of Gilead. Gilead is a place in scripture. And um, that bomb of Gilead is said that, well, first of all, Gilead was known for um, a bomb for the bombs that they had, that they, um, made. And so it was a rare perfume used medic, medical, medically that was, um, is mentioned in the Bible. Um, and it came from Gilead. And so I just want to read real quick how, uh, something that in Jeremiah eight twenty two um, that Jeremiah said, um, he said, is there no, let me, let me read it from the new King James version. He says, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician here? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? So here he refers to the bomb of Gilead as an, is there no physician here? And in Gilead, you know, known for that place of where we get this natural, um, this natural, um, cream, um, to, or, or oil ointment to, um, go on wounds. Um, he used, he used what they knew in the natural as this is what your soul though needs. It needs a bomb. It needs healing. It needs something for your soul, salvation and wholeness for your soul in the place of where, um, and this is Judah, the place of where they turned away from God. They stopped seeking God. They ignored all the warnings. Um, and one part of the scripture, I believe in Jeremiah chapter five, it talks about how they had a stubborn heart. And, um, sometimes when we are in pain or when we are sick, we can go to a place again, like when you're not checking in, you're not coming to the right source, you're not coming to the healer, but you're doing other things to make it temporarily feel better. You can grow to having a stubborn heart and say, you know, I don't want to go that way. That going Jesus route or going his route, this is going to take too long. I want, I want to feel better. I want to do what's comfortable. I want to do what I desire. I want to do it my way. And it's like growing and having a stubborn heart towards God. And he was like, but where's the physician? We need a physician for our souls. We need, is there not a bomb here that will heal the place of where the heart is sick? 
not this not this physical not um place of where y'all um y'all know that a bomb is needed but y'all have to see the same place as here I here Jeremiah is saying is there no bomb here is there no physician here and Jesus is our chief physician that's why he says in Matthew 11:28 if you're weary if you're heavy come to me is me who you need Jesus <laughs> He, he died and he rose so that we can have life and life more abundantly. So that if there is a place that is dead or dying, then there's something that I need from him that only he can give. But here our heart, our heart has to turn to him. Our heart has to want healing for him. So that's why we started off with, okay, time. First of all, you got to fill this thing. Give yourself time and permission to feel what you feel. I know you want it to be better. I know you want things to change. But I want to give you permission to feel the hurt. To be honest about it. To talk to God about it. And two, we say give it oxygen. Let it breathe. Again, that's back to still being honest. Not being fake. Not showing up or pretending that I have to be this in order to be accepted. Um in order so that people won't um, see me a certain way, see me as weak. No, it's okay. We need God. We need his healing. We need his comfort. The word says he, when Jesus ascended, it was so that the Holy Spirit, the comforter can come. Who are we to think that we don't need comfort? That we don't need the Holy Spirit? When Jesus died so that we can have him. We need his comfort and we need his cure. Rather than the bandages. Wounds are not meant to be closed. And they're not meant to be bandaged by us. Wounds need to have the ointment of Jesus Christ. It needs to have his word on it. It needs his touch. You need to hear what he is saying, sitting, whether you're crying before him, even if it's day after day. We talked about this in last, last week about how David said, I lay my life before him every morning. I lay the broken pieces. If you're brokenhearted, guess who, guess who's near to the brokenhearted? God is. Guess who wants to hear your brokenness, who wants to put you back together again. God, let's go to Psalms real quick. Psalms 147 verse three, Psalms chapter 147 verse three. And it says, he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. Do we heal it or does he heal it? He heal it. Do we bandage it? No, he bandages it. Why are we allowing other things to try to heal us or make us feel better? Or why do we go to things that we feel like God can't do? No, it says he heals the brokenhearted. Amplified says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. Comforting their sorrow. Yes, 
God wants to heal you. He wants you to be whole. And in it, he wants to comfort you. That's through it. He's going to comfort you. He's going to heal your pain. Heal you where it hurts. It may not be the way you want it to be. It may even be messy. <laughs> um, it may be a couple of nights of tears. When you think you're good again, then you back down again. It, it may be that. It, it's a process. Healing is a process. But again, we're allowing ourselves, we're giving ourselves the time of the process. We're giving God the time to speak to us, to nurture us, to comfort us. And that comforting, that, that our sorrow, that, that means that's his balm that he's putting on us. Some of us don't even know what that is because we we don't sit long enough with God to allow him to do what he's going to do. And sometimes we're so fixated on what happened to us and what it looks like and how we don't want to be here that we don't, we don't recognize how God is healing us. And it can be little by little. I've been hearing that in my mind for like the past week, those words, little by little. We got to rest in the little by little. God may be healing you little by little, healing your soul, changing things in you, getting you to see things differently, giving you strength in places where you didn't think you could, you could be strong at, showing you how to see yourself this way. And if we pay attention to that, pay attention to what he's telling us to read, what devotion plan he's leading us to. The desires he's putting in our heart. It may be to pray for the person that hurts you. I've had that too where here I am hurting and God's like, pray now pray for that person. I'm like, but I'm hurting. Pray for that person. As I prayed, it softened my heart in the place of where I had pain. God has the anointment. He is the anointment. He knows what our souls need. He knows what our wounded soul needs. And it is him. So in this week and, and next week, I just want to talk real briefly about um, the story of the woman um, with the issue of blood. I was reading it. And I was thinking, I was like, ah, I'll probably save it for, for next week. But I feel like um, there's a part of it in this week um, that we can touch on that um, kind of goes into his, uh, his anointment, his ointment, his ointment. And that ointment is really allowing him to touch us having that encounter with just him is nothing else that we're allowing to um comfort us to reduce the pain but it's like us going purely to him and seeking his face so journey with me right now to Luke chapter 8 verse 41 and we won't be long at all Luke chapter 8 verse 41 all right, we're going to read a few verses. Verse 41, it starts off saying, Then a man named Jer Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. And she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Verse 45, who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. 
And Peter said, Master, this crowd is pressing up against you. Verse 46, but Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me for I felt healing power go out of me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Verse 48, last verse, daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Okay, we're not going to run through everything, but I just want to pull out some things from this scripture. So in verse 41, it starts off with um, this man, a leader of the synagogue, right? Coming to Jesus, falling at his feet, um, asking him to heal his daughter. Okay. And his daughter was dying. And if, you know, one thing I noticed right here that he's a leader. Okay. So I'm thinking about his rank. Um, they're, they're saying, even in scripture, they put his name. They said, then a man named Jairus. Okay. But when you go down to verse 43, where they talk about the woman, they say a woman in the crowd <laughs> suffered for 12 years and they give her a name or, or anything. It just said a woman in the crowd. And now, no rank, no position, no nothing. But then you're looking at a leader and then you're looking at this woman who, where this leader says, Hey, I, I need you to heal my daughter. And so Jesus starts to be on his way to heal her daughter. But then she's, then this lady in a crowd while he's on his way decides to come and seek Jesus because of what she was dealing with. And so, I mean, I'm like, man, this starts off with another man that's named wanting for his daughter to be healed. And then a woman who is unnamed. And though she's unnamed in the beginning, at the end, if you heard, it says that Jesus said, daughter, um, your faith has healed you. Go, go in peace. So I say, listen, no matter what, (laughs) no matter what people call you no matter if people don't see you people don't know what you're dealing with look how close Jesus is to your heart look how close Jesus is to your healing to who you are he's not um looking at you as you're 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 not worthy you're 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 unclean no his thoughts toward you is I mean, the fact that you want to be here and you came and touched me, you believe me enough for that daughter. Like I call you daughter. The word even says that those who, um, those who follow the spirit are called children of God. So when we seek God, when we seek his face, when we're led by him, even in the place of where we're wounded, that's that you're a daughter. That's who you are. You're not your wound. You're not the woman who had this for 12 years. You're not the woman who got divorced. You're not the woman who such and such cheated on with. Oh, the woman who had who who was raped or molested. You're you're not that woman. You have to pull off those identities. You have to pull off those labels of what those wounds did to you. But we're able to do that when we come to Jesus, when we come to the one who can heal us. So I say, whatever it is that you may have taken on, know that you are a daughter of God. You are a daughter of God. I'll never forget the day I was in um, high school and 
Um, I remember um, I had a best friend at the time and we always hung out together. I was all, I was small, petite, four, eight, probably I'm five, one now. So I don't know. I was probably around four, eight, five foot, very small. I remember, I, I mean, I don't even know if I was a hundred pounds then. I mean, high school, you guys. Right. And so I was surrounded by girls who had, you know, different types of bodies. And I remember always, I, I don't know, I wanting, just knowing that I looked different and, you know, seeing that, okay, what made someone popular and attractive and stuff had a lot to do with their body. And I remember this guy, he said one day, he's like, man, if we could put your face on my friend's body. So my friend had like a Coca-Cola body as you, people would describe it. They said, you put your face on her body. You had the perfect girl, you know? And I'm like, so I'm not, you, this is how people see me. This is how men see me. I'm not attractive. And it kind of wounded my soul. It wounded me. It hurted me. And I didn't even realize it. Um, so I would show up in the world as I'm not enough. I don't look enough. I don't, I'm not pleasing to other men. My body is not what it should be to be attractive, to be considered beautiful. So it tacked on all these different things that first of all, I was already insecure, um, about my body, but that really like, um, did something to my soul, did something to my mind. Right. And remember our soul is our thinker, filler, chooser. Um, it's the way we think. And in that place, my soul needed healing. Sometimes the wounds that we have experienced is from the words of others. And it has changed the way that we think and see ourselves. And God's, God wants to heal you with his words, with his touch, with his anointing. And, um, so many times I have put on that label of I'm not pretty, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not attractive. Nobody wants me, but then I had to learn from having a relationship with God that no, God says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and I'm loved by him. I'm, I'm a marvelous work. I'm his daughter. I had to put on a new identity and as doing that over time, Again, time and God working on other things in me, it has healed my soul, it has healed the way that I now think and see myself. And then thus it has um, transformed the way I show up, the way I choose, the way I choose men, the way I had, I had to choose my husband again. It was through, okay, God, daddy, what do you say? Heavenly Father, my Heavenly Daddy, what do you say about who I should be with, when I should be with someone? I wasn't with anyone for seven years, seven or eight years. Seeking God on who I'm supposed to be married to, not looking for healing or a temporary um, thing to make me feel better through a relationship that I know wasn't for me. But that place in me had to be healed first. The place where I put on a label of, of, of that was not by Jesus. That was not by his word. This is why we need his anointment. We need God's word. We need his, his whispers of his love over us. We need his, his thoughts over us. God, how do you see me? How do you think towards me? What should I believe about myself? Who am I? We need him. That is what heals you. 
Is it always instantaneously, immediately? I know in this case, for this woman, her natural body was immediately healed. But some of us in our souls, it may take some time for that, that, that unnamed, that those labels that were put on you by men. It may take some time to work that out of you, to process that out of you. But as long as we know that it's, it's by Jesus, it's through his word, that's how we're going to be healed. Then we will be healed. You, you will, you will come to a place of where, you know, Oh, I'm the daughter, I'm daughter, I'm the daughter of God. I know who I am. You know what you're not going to settle for. And it's not even about just settling. And and it's about, I know I want what God wants for me because he, if I'm his daughter, that means that's my father. And I know whatever he has is what's best for me. And it's, it's the future that I want because I trust him. Don't trust the healing into your own hands. Don't trust yourself to your own knowledge on what you think that you need and how to move forward from this wounded place. Trust your wounded soul over to God. Let him show you who you are. This woman had been bleeding for 12 years. What have you been dealing with for years? What have you been dealing with? What is it that is, has, you notice it has, it has not been going away at all. It's just there. What is, what is that? That's the place we got to trust and hand over to him and say, Hey, I need your ointment. I need your word. I need your comfort. I don't want to be in pain anymore here. In this version that we read, it says that, um, it it also said that, um, she said, um, the woman in crowd, the, a woman in the crowd has suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding and she could find no cure. Um, there's another version that says that she, um, it says now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. She went to different places to be healed, to be touched, to find some sort of sense of, can you stop this? Can you stop this blood flow? And she could not find any cure. She could not be healed by any. There, I'm I'm telling you, God knows your soul. He knows what it needs. He, He can see past your pain. He can see the root of it. He knows how to heal you. Again, trusting our hearts, not allowing our hearts to be stubborn in how long it may take and how uncomfortable it, uncomfortable the process may be, but saying, I got I'm trusting you in this place. And Father, help me that if I try to pick it up again, or if I try to fix it, or if I try to start pretending help me to see that we gotta it's it's okay to pray those prayers and talk to God help me to see where I may be trying to heal my own self I'm trying to reduce the pain and give myself own comfort God I'm not trying to get in the way of what you want to do in my heart I want to work with you what does this look like God wants to heal your soul he wants to touch it 
as much as you may feel, as long if I had this marriage, if this marriage would work, if this, if my husband would just be faithful, if my kids would just be obedient, if they would just listen, then I would be good. If, 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 if this business would just take off, if I had the right amount of clients, if, if just the, no, God's like, no, I, I, all you need is me. I am enough. God has to be enough for you. A part of my journey of healing, but coming back to my husband after it, after going through 10 years of infidelity and being separated, um, been divorced for seven to eight years, um, the journey was not easy. It was challenging to my soul, challenging to the places that I have kept covered that I thought was okay because I didn't have to deal with him. So I figured as long as I'm not in a relationship, I'm good. But God using the journey of me being with him again to heal those places, to expose those places. One thing he said to me that even resonates with me now when it comes to healing that wounded place is that I am enough, Shawanda. I have to be enough. Meaning if you never get the the apology, if you never get all the things that you think you deserve that should be that should happen um because of what he did if none of that happens i have to be enough for you i want to tell you right now and i get it when it comes to being healed there are things that you you feel like ah but i deserve this this is what should 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 happen i was not treated fairly This is wrong. This person did me wrong. I get it. God gets it. He sent his son to die on the cross for something he did not do. But because he did what God told him to do, greater came. I want to encourage your soul. Believe the word that God is giving you. When you do, greater will come. You can only get yourself so far by yourself. Me believing that God was enough. I didn't understand how that word could be ointment for my soul, could be healing for my soul. But as I believed that word and it had to come back up again, the place where I would try to go and find comfort from my husband, that place kept being rejected. So all, I had to come back to God. And again, it was like, I'm enough. I'm enough. It started shifting my heart from being stubborn towards God in that place and more and more open to God. Like this, you are, you are what I have. You are what I need. You are enough. You are enough for me. And so the place of where I started finding comfort was from God. And I no longer needed that from my husband because I knew he couldn't give me something that my soul needed from God. See, we're looking to the person who hurt us or we're looking to something else to make us feel better, to give us what it said. That's what a bomb is. It makes you feel better to give you comfort, to give you support, to give you relief. But I'm here to stress to you. Only God can give you that. 
We have to tap into what he is saying that we need. For me, one of the things was I need to know that he is enough. I have what I need in him. I don't lack anything. So I don't need to go to a physical or temporary place or a man-made place to get support, to get comfort. And from that, me going to God and I started not to feel things that I would normally feel. Certain things I'm like, my God, I'm good. Or, and then I, or if I did feel it going to God, I would be good. And either the conversation never came up to my husband or it came up a different way, or my husband would say something that I would have longed to hear in days before, but he would say something or do something. It's like, oh my gosh, this is what, oh my gosh, this is what I wanted before, but he was doing it naturally because what I found healing in God, I found that he was enough. That's what God wants to get you to the place where he is the bomb for your soul. He is what you need. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to end right here. I feel like it's a perfect time for my hiding place. This segment where we just make this um, intimate time with God. And I don't want it to end right here. I want you to keep on with my hiding place throughout the rest of the week. I'm going to give you a song to worship to, to meditate on, as well as some confessions. Read the scriptures that I've given you throughout this, um, this podcast, okay? So the song that I have is called All I Need by Brian Courtney Wilson. Um, just a few lyrics from his um, song. It says, all I need is a touch from you. All I need is a touch from you. No one else can do the things you do take the wrong in my life and make it right all I need Lord Jesus is a touch from you just to encourage your hearts all you need is a touch from Jesus no one else can do what he does no one else can love you the way he does no one else can comfort you can give you relief can heal you the way he can. All right, let's take this moment, declare these words over your soul. Repeat after me. Jesus is the bomb my soul needs. I will seek only his words, his presence, and his touch to comfort my soul. I am not my wounds. I am a daughter of God. I have access to and a right to God's healing for my soul. He is enough for me. Amen. Amen. And amen. Everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30 day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, you want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self care. Until next time, bye bye.